Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Nothing else comes close to prospect coverage than the coverage delivered by one Chris Baker, who's with us from Sabres Prospects right now. Bakes! Marty wouldn't answer all my, uh, you know hard questions in the opening half hour so i'll allow you i answered them it took me a while but i answered them okay let me rephrase it marty didn't answer them to my liking base so (laughs) how about you offer up what you think the sabers line combinations might or should look like tonight against ottawa so I missed the majority of the discussion, but I did hear the last five minutes. And I appreciate that Marty's going to Marty, by the way, but I'll just kind of take a full <laughs> run at it here. Um, I'm all for the thought of uh, putting Benson up with Tuck and Skinner. We saw that unit in preseason, thought they looked good, thought they looked comfortable. Benson, you know, just did his Benson things and just made every line that he was on better. Mm-hmm. I do like the idea of also putting Cousins back to center with Paterka. Where I differ from Marty is I would actually try – Krebs on that right side. They did it a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. but Krebs had good moments last night. Maybe try to capture some of that energy and put him up there in that, in that elevated role. And I'm keeping Jost in the lineup on the fourth line by virtue of moving Krebs up. The odd man out, of course, would be Victor Olofsson in this scenario because kind of like Marty or Duffer, I can't remember which of you pointed that out. Middle stats going really well. And if you're going to keep Tuck in there and try to get him going, I like those two big bodies with Greenway on the other edge. You know, creating that heat from the sides and middle stat just looks really good with the puck on a stick this year. That's what I would roll with. Um, so I gave you an answer. Hopefully that works out for you, Duffer, and gets us on the, the right track here to have a really good segment together. Well, I am going to title this, uh, what would the headlines be? And Bakes' headline would be Olsen out of the lineup. So let's go with that. Let's, let's stir it up, right? So- <laughs> You're so negative. The headline would be Benson joins Thompson and Skinner. The headline would be Benson stoked to be back in the lineup <laughs> because we got to use the word stoke. Uh, but okay. So back in his headphones. Yeah, I know exactly. Um, but okay. So that's the forwards. I have a quick question on the defense. I think Matias Samuelson has played extremely well. Darlene is fine. Like it got going. He's got six points. Um, would you? Now see an opportunity to say, okay, let's get Clifton back with Darlene because Darlene's going and maybe that gets Clifton going and then have Samuelson with Eric Johnson and, and balance your group of defense because now your, your top two studs have got themselves going a little bit more. 
you know, what did Dylene play last night? Almost 26. I mean, can, you know, I know that's assisted by some special teams time. I mean, I think that's just too much too soon. I like Dalene and Samuelson together right now and power and Yoki Haru. You know, power has to have a better game, I think, than he had last night, especially late in the game. But I'm not really there yet on the D. I want to get the forwards right. I think that the elixir for what this team needs right now is getting those forward units clicking because then the D's life is simpler. Um, I just think that would be too much too soon. You know, you can only move so many deck chairs. And right now I just want to focus on those top 12 forwards right now. Yeah, boy, it is the chicken and egg thing though, right? Because if defense is humming with their ability to move pucks, maybe they get out cleaner and get those odd man rushes that they're lacking right now. So yeah, there's a lot at play and look, it's six games and it, it, it's all about just finding the rhythm that they were fortunate to find offensively last year. But um anyway, the focus, interestingly, as we were pushing on Benson there, who could come back in tonight, um, you know, is not Benson, Savoy, Quinn, insert name from Rochester here. Like these are all these guys that we can talk about right now. And obviously Savoy was a bit of a newsmaker yesterday because he was cleared for a conditioning assignment in Rochester, which begins tomorrow night at Blue Cross Arena at seven o'clock against Charlotte. Your take on where Savoy might, granted it's coming off of injury, but where he might be at this time around with the Amherst than when he joined them at the end last year in the playoffs. I love the fact that he got that taste. He knows how fast the game is, how strong the opponents are. And I think that's going to really help him get his season going. Um, You know, Savoy, if you just look, he clearly put the work in this offseason. He's ready for this moment. I'm really excited to see his debut on Wednesday against Charlotte. I just think that he's a fast player. He plays fast, thinks fast, and he's really suited well for the AHL style of play especially after having that brief sniff at the end of the season last year against Hershey. So I think for me, it's a matter of how are they going to use him? Mm-hmm. Are they going to put him on the wing like they did last year? I think they started him off last year on a line with Kulik and, and uh, Rusek last year. They moved him around quite a bit, but mm-hmm. are they going to put him on the wing? Are they going to use him at center? You know, do they have Brandon Byro back, right? He's day to day. Is he going to play? You know, how much do you want to throw at him? I hurt my head in the past couple of days since the conditioning loan was announced, trying to figure out where they're going to use him because the possibilities are endless. But as a whole, I think he's chomping at the bit to get going, ready to get his timing back, get his game back, make an impression, have fun, play free, you know, all those good things. And I'm really excited to see where he goes, but I have no idea where they're going to put him in the lineup. And that's what's driving me nuts. I've been been refreshing you know, social media every five seconds. <laughs> well, and, and just to finish your point about the injuries there. So Byro got dinged up against Laval last week in his day to day, but Weisbach is out longer. He's out uh, in uh, week to week with mm-hmm. an upper body injury. The captain, unfortunately, was away due to a death in the family last week. So Michael Mersch is back in the mix. And so whenever you think there's, you know, perhaps more of an opening, if you will, for Savoy. Um, you do have to consider that they've been carrying a lot of extra players this year. And yet, Seth Appert just promised yesterday, oh, he's going to play a lot when talking about Matt Savoy. So there's going to be no hesitation. And I suspect, obviously, it's going to be a top six role. Um, but yeah, it's Marty, what do you think is best for Savoy at this point as he, as he starts that conditioning assignment? And remember, Rochester has the, uh, it, uh, you know, the good fortune of having three and four nights here, which is a great way to get them back in the, in the cycle. Yes. I think, you know, a conditioning assignment could be a two week thing, right? It could be six games, seven games. Who knows? I think you got to build them slowly. 
right? And I and I want to build Matt Savoy to the point where he comes back to Buffalo and has an impact because we all thought Matt Savoy was going to have an impact to with Buffalo this year, and then Zach Benson kind of jumped into that spot and and took it by storm, right? So could you have the benefit and the luxury of having both Savoy and Benson having some kind of an impact? So, but I I wouldn't go out there and say, here you go, play a lot right away, play a, a, a prime role in all aspects of the game. I think I would hold back a little bit for the first week and let him go running in the second week. That's how I would do it. Well, it's, you know, that's interesting then, because if Byro comes back, Duffer, just to kind of piggyback on what Marty just said, if Byro comes back, they've gone with Murray, Byro, Rusek as a line. Mm-hmm. And then you have two options, really, if you think about it, for Savoy, right? You can put him down the lineup. We saw him play with Cedarquist mm-hmm. at the Prospects Challenge on that line with Benson. And that kind of yeah. fills that Seth Epper template, right, of two speedy forwards and a big body. Yeah. But is that too few of minutes for Savoy out of the gate? Because, you know, when you have the Weisbach injury week yeah. to week and you have Rosane and Kulik going as part of that line, you know, six points each. I think that trios combined for 16 points. We can consider Weisbach's points. Maybe you can put Savoy out on the wing and that's a really young line, but it also puts him in the top six right away. Yeah, I mean, and not to overlook, uh, I mean, Kisikov's been really good so far, which has been a, a really terrific step. Um, you know, they had a tough, tough goal closing out there against Laval, but, um, you know, I think that you'll see a hard reset here. Um, what else? Is there any other Amherst um, that you want to hit from a prospect standpoint or you want to dive a little deeper into the prospect pool here? I mean, on Kizikov, I think it's important to note that he's had, he has points in, in all the games this year, right? Or no, I'm sorry, three. He's got four points in four games, but he's got his first three-game point streak. He had eight points all last year. So if you think about it, he's already has four points this early in the season. Yeah. Noteworthy. And I think it's part of it's a function of the growth. Mm -hmm. that he has year over year. He knows what to expect from the AHL. But also, I don't want to discount having some fellow countrymen and what that's doing for him with Noichev and Novikov this year. So I think that's really important. But the only other guy on the Amherst side that I think really is worth calling out is is Ryan Johnson. He's playing big minutes. He's had some road games. He's doing very well early in the season. What we saw from him in training camp up top with Buffalo, he's Mm -hmm. brought that experience down to really nice start in Rochester. Even that the overtime goal the second overtime goal that Kulik scored that mm-hmm. first night in Laval mm-hmm. that play started with a Ryan Johnson winning a battle in the corner and getting the puck out uh, safely to Rusek who started that whole rush that led to you know two posts and then of course finished off by Kulik so really liking what Ryan Johnson's doing and yeah wh- when are we going to see Zach Metza that's the other thing right I mean <laughs> it's well Seth, how good Seth promised yesterday that he's really really close but this is the downside to having eight defensemen um and obviously for the first time in a while having two highly regarded first year prospects you know at, at the pro level in Novikov and Johnson it was a no-brainer like to me in the minimal preseason uh that the AHL has that Metzo was their best player over the two games plus we enjoyed how he played in the prospects challenge so the kid is doing everything right um and if he comes in and doesn't miss a beat which i suspect he will when, like he, he'll just be ready uh i think it'll just further the case that that Zach Metzo probably needs to get a little more ice time it's nice for Seth Appert to have a guy like that waiting in the wings. It keeps everyone else honest in the lineup to bring their A game. It's nice, but it night. hurts like hell not to play him. And I know Seth is challenged by all this. So 
Yeah. Well, they got enough bodies down there, and now I know they're dealing with injuries, but we knew that was going to be a situation in Rochester, so hopefully yeah. he can navigate through. Um, Ryan Johnson, quickly, we mentioned his name so much the last three years without even having been here in Buffalo. I love that we continue to mention his name in a positive way. Like mm -hmm. That, to me, is, is why the Sabres needed to take their time and, and spend, you know, development time with him and, and kind of guide him. And then he finally signs and now he's here. He's a great player. Uh, what's happening with prospects everywhere else? Junior guys, uh, European guys, like, is there people, players that really stand out to you? There's a lot of good things happening in the prospect ranks. I mean, if you look at the NCAA ranks, if you start right there, Jake Richard coming in in his first season with UConn, he has five points in his per his first six games. He's their team leading scorer right now, playing on the line with Matthew Wood, who we talked about a lot leading up to the 2023 draft. Um, Maxim Sturbach at Michigan State, second rounder from this last year's draft. He's having a really strong start to his season defensively. Right there in the middle pair, getting some PK time, big minutes, but he had his first points last week, uh, a goal, and then a shorthanded assist the next night as the Spartans swept Canisius. And the other big one I think that's worth pointing out is Anton Wahlberg. Um, missed a couple of games with Malmo in the Swedish Hockey League due to injury, but he's come back. Right now, he's um, six points in his first 10 games, and it's a really good start. He's playing on the second line for Malmo, getting big minutes, just less than 16 minutes a night. But this was a player who you wanted to see him have a good start with that Red Hawk squad as he looks to win a spot on that World Junior roster for Sweden. So big power forward body, hard to play against, and he's looking really good in all three zones of the ice. How much time, how much free time, non-hockey time do you have right now, Bakes? I golfed about three times in the past two months, and it's absolutely killing me. So with this 70-degree uh, weather this week, I think I might have to play a little hooky yes. from hockey and uh, get out yes. there and chew up the chew up the fairways out there. But um, no, well, there's been so many good things. You're doing a to everybody else, Biggs, though, because, because you're watching the prospects and you're yeah. really diving in. You're allowing other people to enjoy the weather and go golfing because then they just tune in and get the recap from you. So that's really what you're doing a service to all golfers around Western New York. Well, well, that's great, Marty, but it's all about me. But I, but I hear you. I mean, I mean, who's going to let everybody know that Prokhor Poltapov has four goals and seven points and a fourth line role, not even playing 10 minutes a night for Seska. I guess that's my role here in this whole. Sabres, That's Sabres prospects, baby. Thanks. <laughs> thank you for your service. Hey, thank you guys. We'll talk again soon. Okay. We're back after this to wrap up Sabres live. Stay with us. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.